This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Jamie Eubanks. She is the CEO of Magical Vacation Planner. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast, Jamie. Thank you, Nick, for having me today. Yeah, one question that I ask every single guest is what is one thing that people might not know about you? Wow. Um, let me see. One thing that's, that people may not know. Uh, I was a cheerleader in college. Like they may not know that, but if they, if they meet me, they, it probably wouldn't surprise them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think people will understand your um, outgoing spirit. So I think you will see that cheerleading mentality throughout the rest of this podcast. <laughs> oh, my lands. <laughs> so how did you go from setting your friends itineraries for free and being known as the Disney lady to starting Magical Vacation Planner? Wow. It, it actually just kind of happened by accident, to tell you the truth. So to back up a little bit, um, I married JJ Eubanks and I traveled around the globe with him for 14 years. So as soon as I graduated from college, I started traveling. So I went 14 years with no job. I, I did work at a hotel in Elat, Israel for a brief, you know, like during that season. But um, mm -hmm. really I went 14 years with having uh, no job on my resume. So uh, the thing that got me through the seasons was, was planning my trips for the next time we would be back in America. And so somehow I just became known as the Disney lady because people would always reach out and say, where do I eat? What do I do? How do I, you know, maximize? How do I get the fast passes? How do I do this? So I would find myself, you know, working with people for an hour or two and I loved it. I mean, I just absolutely loved it. And um, never in a million years did I ever think I could get paid to do the same thing that I was doing for free. So, um, I actually went to college for travel and tourism and then ended up staying and get a, getting a bachelor's in marketing, um, business administration with a focus on marketing. But uh, when JJ retired, I couldn't find a job. Nobody wanted to hire me because I was just, you know, this, this lady that has been doing nothing on my resume for 14 years. So I just, it just didn't look real appealing. Um, I did finally get a job at, at a local bank but, um, you know, that just kind of seemed to be like a dead end. I mean, I was just going nowhere fast with that. Mm -hmm. um, so people were still coming to me about Disney. Um, we opened up an eBay store, oddly enough, and we had Disney Vacation Club points and I threw them on eBay and it got taken down and they said, you need to be registered in the state of the California. And so as I was doing that and long story short, I end up getting my license, you know, or our credentials to open the agency so I could start planning and selling. Like if I wanted to sell my DVC points, I could sell them. But then I found that people were calling me saying, Hey, this, these dates don't work for us, but we want, we want these dates. Can you help me out? So I was like, it just kind of, it just happened. And so as I was registering with the state of California, everything, you know, like all these lights started going off. And um, that's kind of how 
that's how it started. And I said, I, I wanted a travel agency, but I didn't really want to do anything but Disney. And everybody's like, there's no way you can have a successful company and only do Disney. And I was like, but that's all I want to do. So it's really not about the money. It's about what, what I want. And holy cow, fast forward 14 years and here we are. So yeah, yeah, tricks, I know trick, how I got into it. <laughs> yeah. Tricks on them. You made it work. Right. And I mean, and you know, it was actually Dr. Goldsby that said to me, gosh, probably 10 or 11 years ago, he said, you know, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And because I told him, I said, this seems almost unfair. And this is back when I was booking, you know, and I was, you know, we were just, we were a very small agency and, and he always had such uh, wise words and, and phrases and things to say to me. And I was just like, it just, this does not seem like work. And he said, it's because you love it. And keep, keep doing it. Don't ever lose that, that passion. And I like, I still haven't. So. Yeah. Well, one thing that I thought was, was kind of funny was JJ's first exposure to Disney <laughs> was when you started talking to him about how awesome space mountain was. Absolutely. We lived in Israel that year. So that would have been like 95 ish. I'm thinking if, if I have my ears right. And like I said before, like me planning a Disney vacation for nine months out of the year was what got me through living overseas with, you know, not very many people that spoke English, um, very isolated. And uh, so all I did was, all I did was plan. This is before the internet. I mean, the internet wasn't even, you know, like th this is years before. So I would get as many books as I could on Disney. And then I would, I would traipse them to whatever country we're going to. So so this was the first year that I did that, you know? And so I'm over there and I'm like, oh my lands, can we please go to Disney? He's like, yes. So um, I'm just telling him and, and a friend of ours, Avi Gross, that he, he worked with the team that he played for and he had been to Disney too. And we just couldn't believe that JJ's never been. And so, you know, we told him about Space Mountain and how it's the best and the fastest roller coaster and it's indoors and this and that. And uh, yeah, he got there and he was a bit disappointed because that's whenever I realized, I think the top speed's like maybe 35 or something. But to me, I mean, as a kid, it just uh, seemed so thrilling. And he's like, he went and jump, bungee jump or bungee did a bungee spring thing. I, yeah, it was insane. I didn't watch, but. And one thing that from there, so he, he was, um, not too excited. And, and you, you kind of mentioned how you kind of built his expectation up. So he thought it was going to be like, you know, 200 mile an hour right. uh, roller coaster ride with gorillas yeah. hanging off the end and right. something, something nuts. But one thing that he realized once he was there, that it was more than just rides. Yes. And that's why, I mean, I just looked at him and I was like, how can you not be happy and think that this is the best thing ever, but you're 100% right. I, Overpromise and underdelivered. You know, it's like I I spent way too much time telling him about Space Mountain and how it's the best ride. And you know, I really didn't tell him, you know, why Disney was so important to me. That you know, it's it's seeing the castle, you know, and remembering it as a kid. And 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 that as a planner is things that we have to watch because like somebody may you know you can't oversell the rides. You you've got to you know you've got to share the experiences and, and tell them you know the sights, the smells, the just the memories that you make. Um, because even now, like we can't obviously be like, oh, well, you know, you're going to go have breakfast with Mickey and that's going to be a huge point. Um, you have to look beyond 
the tangible or the things that we can can see. It's it's about the memories. It's about the feelings. It's about um, seeing this through the eyes of your kids or seeing it through your eye, the eyes of your husband. That's that's never. Um, that's never been there. So then I, I quickly learned that it was going to be important for me to say, okay, well, here, here, here's the golfing, you know, what, what does he like that he's going to yeah. enjoy? You know, he, he really liked uh, the stunt show. He, you know, there were certain things that he liked. And so it's like, I realized that everybody doesn't see Disney like me. So that was a very good learning experience for me as a planner if I can't, you know, if my husband isn't completely impressed, you know, on his first experience, why would I ever want it to set a client up for failure like that again? So he took one for the team. <laughs> Way to take one for the team, JJ. Appreciate right. that. <laughs> so um, bringing it back to uh, Magical Vacation Planner, um, how are you training your planners to serve your guests? Um, now it's, it's, it's much different than it was before. Um, and, and that's the beauty of owning, owning a business is you can kind of to see where, where uh, the needs and things are, are. And we are really strong in our education and training series at MVP. Like we, we believe in that even pre COVID, this was so important to us. Um, after March the the 12th 15th time frame we had to kind of sit back and say hey we need to revise this because things don't look the same they like the the way that we we talk to our guests the way that we experience you know we we really can't have that face to face if you know we have some agents that do face to face but we can't do that you know so how do we how do we teach our agents um one the policies and procedures but two keep them involved but three how do they set up the expectations for their clients? Because Disney is different and, and it's very important. So that was, you know, I go back to the time where, you know, I, I over-promised with JJ, you know, we, we have to share that with our guests. Um, Disney's still magical. It's just different. And if we don't prepare our guests and say, you know, um, they, the cavalcades are amazing, you know, don't focus on what, Disney is not doing, focus on what they are doing. And um, I've yet to see anybody that's went and said, oh, my trip was ruined because there was no parade. Um, you just have to go and you have to experience it and see it and be a part of this. If, if traveling now is something you want to do, you just have to see it from different eyes. So that, that was one of the things we had to work with our agents and they've been so amazing. And one of the best ways that they can help their clients if they feel comfortable is come down here and experience it firsthand because it's hard to explain something or prepare somebody for a vacation if you don't really know sorry um if you don't really know the uh what what the changes are you know if you don't know if, if you don't know and, and you can't explain that you really you really benefit your guest if you've been there and can can speak about it firsthand yeah. And, and going about speaking at it about it firsthand, how important is clear communication to your employees and your guests? Well, our, um, our, they're independent contractors. And so like they, they train if they want to, like we can't make them train. So we can, you know, we, I always say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, but um, they need to communicate. We need to communicate with our team and our team then communicates with their guests. And so that's, that's so important, uh, you know, the communication of it. And, and what we do is 
Um, we have online training courses with our vendors, but we also have online training courses with our staff. And then I personally meet with our team leaders every Tuesday and Friday. They have the opportunity in small groups to come and, and just talk about like what's new. And a lot of the times, at least one person in that group has been to Disney like in that week. So, you know, they can kind of share like, hey, this is what I experienced. So um, we believe in communication, education, and um, just being being in the know of what's going on, the policies, procedures, um, you know, that is so important because we don't want to set a guest up to come down here and, and uh, be disappointed. And, you know, I, th I think we've done a really good job with that. And, you know, we've not heard a lot of complaints of, oh, I, I didn't know I needed to wear a face covering. It's like, a guest should never get to Disney and be like, oh, I didn't know I needed to you know, basic things like yeah. that, you don't, you know, cause that could be a, that could be a, a shock to a guest that, that comes to, to Disney if they didn't know that. So we work really hard on preparing our agents so they can prepare their guests. Yeah, no, that's great. When bringing it all the way back to the time where you made that decision to, and we don't need to get into all of it, but switching from Mitchell, Indiana mm -hmm. and moving you and your organization to Orlando, Florida. What was that? I mean, that had to have been a leap of faith for you guys. Tell us, tell me more about that. It definitely was a leap of faith, but, but, you know, you go back to the 14 years of us traveling with JJ's career. So change really isn't that big of a, JJ and I adapt pretty quickly to change. Um, we did bring half of our staff is here and half of our staff is still in Mitchell, Indiana. So our corporation is still based out of Indiana. And that's been a little bit difficult because like communicating with in, we have zoom and, you know, we have all the tools that everybody else does. And, and it's, it's still a little bit difficult because, you know, like I said, there's a handful of us that's here and then there's a handful of us that's still in Mitchell. And so um, it was a leap of faith, but, you know, we had, we had some, we, we knew the possibilities. We knew, uh, if we were down here, we could service our team, uh, of independent contractors so much better. So, um, and you know, the, the staff that we have in Mitchell, you know, they, they don't want to move down here. So I'm like, I can't just say, oh, well, we're moving everybody down here. And if you don't move, then you're out. Um, because we have an amazing st staff back in Mitchell, Indiana, and uh, we just made it work. But, uh, you know, our, our roots are in Mitchell and, and our, you know, our hearts are there. Uh, it just, our hearts in Orlando as well. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 we have the best of both worlds, I would say. Yeah. And, and if you could go back to the time when you first started, your very first day, when you started at MVP, what would you tell yourself? Um, not to think small. I, because I would say I wasted probably two or three years thinking small and, um, it wasn't, I, I would talk to Dr. Goldsby often. Um, and, and that, 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 uh, that relationship formed oddly. Like we were, I was at the persimmon festival and he walked by and we just kind of crossed paths and, and, uh, you know, our friendship just evolved from there. Like I knew who he was, but he didn't, you know, he had no idea who I was. Um, he knew my brother, but, you know, it's, we live in a small town. And so he was so kind and even taking time to just uh, kind of adopt me as, as one of his, uh, you know, one of the, the teams that he's cheering for along his journey, because he's, uh, he, he has a lot on his plate. 
Um, and just to pause you for that, um, for people who don't know who Dr. Goldsby is, uh, maybe share a little bit about uh, what he's up to. And and uh, you guys are kind of both in the both from Indiana, so it's it's a yeah, pretty cool story. We're, we're both from Mitchell, Indiana. I believe he's five years older than me, but he's uh, head of the entrepreneurship program at Ball State. And um, I'm sure he has a, like an official title, but I always say he's just, he's over the entrepreneurship at uh, Ball State. And, and actually I never even saw myself as an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur is. And uh, you know, he, he kind of opened my eyes to that. And uh, at one, at one of the times that we were talking and uh, you know, he said, why aren't you, why don't you see yourself as the best CEO in the industry. And I was like, uh, I can't spell, I can't put sentences together, you know, that are proper. And, you know, so I start giving him all these excuses and I'm laughing that he even is even saying this. And, um, and he's like, no, I'm serious. He said, well, did you know that like most entrepreneurs, like he gave me, he gave me a percentage. Um, and he's like, you know, have dyslexia and they have problems reading and spelling. And I was like, really? So never at any point did I give myself permission to, to, to see myself as a good CEO. And it was just nothing more than a title that was behind my name because when we filled out the business paperwork, that's, you know, I had to give myself a title. And I asked the person that was filling it out, I was like, well, what would the title be? And they said, well, well, what do you do? And I it just, it, I described it to him. He's like, so you're over everything, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, that would make you the CEO. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was just really a means of, I had to have a title and it was a comma title after my name. It was really nothing any more than that until Dr. Goldsby started, you know, and you can't just throw that on somebody and be like, okay, think big, you know, you, you got to kind of chip away and um, thank heavens, you know, like, I had him, I had JJ, and then later came Dan and, you know, so many other people have come into our lives. Um, JJ is a, he's, he's a big thinker too. And, and I, I thought I was a big thinker or thought outside of, of um, Mitchell, Indiana, Lawrence County or Indiana in general. And it's like, but then I started seeing that, you know, some of my biggest clients were coming from California, from Ohio, from, you know, from Kentucky, from different areas, people that I never even met. And so, I would tell the, the new CEO of Magical Vacation Planner to not sell herself short. Like that's, that's what I would say. And just think big and uh, be a forward thinker and not, not get stuck on limitations. Yeah. One thing that you said at the very beginning was people didn't believe mm -hmm. that you could be uh, the, the Disney lady and, and have a business out of it. So how do you feel when someone says you can't accomplish something? Oh, that is actually fuel for me. Like I, I actually thrive now before I think I would, I, I think years ago I would have listened and said, yeah, you're probably right. But I've seen agents, even within our organization that didn't realize that they could be as successful as they are. And, and I think for me, it's, I've said it before, like MVP is so much bigger than, than a travel agency. It's a, it's a way of thinking. It's a, you know what, if you set your, your, your goals to something, you can achieve them. And um, so for me, that's, that's what it's really been uh, is to encourage others to, to say, if I can, if I can do this and we can, we can do this together and we're powerful, like, 
like the numbers are, are powerful and it gives us leverage with our vendors. And, um, and this isn't just accomplished by me or JJ. It is a team effort. It is, it is our staff. It is our contractors. And, and a lot of us were stuck, you know, not stuck. That's probably not the right word, but a lot of us were, you know, we were, um, we were moms or we were, you know, stay at home dads, or we had jobs, but we didn't like them. And then we started doing this because everybody that's with our agency, they were either known as the Disney lady or the Disney guy. So they were in the same boat I was. So we're just showing them a way to get paid while doing this. Yeah. I actually saw, I was actually on my way back to my house from a, a, a department store and I see this, and it was basically a Disney lady swag and a, a car yeah. and it was fully red, had the license plate, it had pictures all over it. Yeah. And I was like, that is the Disney lady. That is what Jamie is talking about. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you've met somebody like you, you know, like they, you know, when you meet a Disney fanatic and um, it, it exuberates in so many ways and it just, it's almost like a light that just shines and, and it's so much more than a theme park. It's, it's, the, it's a way of living. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of, of being. And, and that I think, you know, that in the car that you saw, you probably thought, ah, oh, that's what she's talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. I did. Absolutely. So why through all of the, the restrictions and um, stuff going on 2020, 2021, why is it a good time to go to Disney now? Well, um, it, as we've talked before, I, it, it is very important that if you do travel to Disney, that you understand the procedures and the policies and that it is right for you and your family right now. Isn't the, you know, it's, it's not right for everybody, but if it is right and you feel comfortable going, um, the lines are lower than, uh, than, than normal, uh, at the beginning, I mean, they were really low, like in July and August, um, the lines, like you just basically walked on now. I mean, there's, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute waits. Um, we went over there the day after Christmas and it was just so, it was so weird because normally it is wall to wall people and it was crowded. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it was, I think they said they were at 35 or 40% capacity because now they limit it. So you have to get a, a reservation to get in the park. So, mm. um, but I'm like, never will we ever be able to see a Christmas time like this again, because I'm, I'm guessing probably in 20, uh, 21, 2022, we're going to see like definitely 2022, I think we'll be back to full capacity and um, wall to wall at Christmas time. And if you, if you've been to Disney at Christmas, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, they usually have to shut the park down by 10 o'clock because of they reach capacity. And so, you know, I mean, I think for me, that is just, I, this isn't going to last forever. And so to, to see it and to be a part of it, you know, in 10, 20 years, when we're, we're telling our stories of what did you do during COVID? Like what, what got you through the hard times? Um, what are some of your more enjoyable memories? You know, we, we can share, you know, well, back then, you know, it's like Disney, a lot of things changed, but this is how they were able to open and open safely and also lead many other companies into saying, hey, this is how you can get through COVID and keep your guests safe. Um, you know, travel is such a big part of, of our lives and it just came to a halt. And so 
they're doing a, you know, they're doing their best in uh, how to protect us, you know, uh, social distancing, you know, they've got the markers in the lines. So, so people don't, don't get near each other. Now, does that mean that, that people, you know, you're not going to see a picture or video or two online of people, you know, you get a cluster. Absolutely. I mean, it's human nature. Uh, but, you know, you have, we, we as MVPs prepare our, our clients the, and, and say, you know what, if you see a crowd, like go a different direction, you know, don't go into an area that you believe is going to bottleneck. And, and I gave last week when I was talking to the team, I gave the example of, I had just got off of Pirates of the Caribbean and I was walking towards Splash Mountain, but a cavalcade, which is kind of like their new parades, but just small little, uh, a cavalcade was coming through and I could see the people that's at right before the floats come out. And there was already probably about 10 people deep right where they put the ropes up. And so I just, I turned around and when it, you know, I was like, yeah, because this is going to get crowded quickly. So you have to be, you have to pay attention to your surroundings. Um, and, and that I think is what, what we have to reiterate to people is, is it's the rules and the guidelines are only as good as the people following them. Um, yeah. It, it, but you, at the end of the day, you're still able to experience the magic act. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and even if you just go and walk around, I mean, it's just, I remember when we went in July, um, March the 15th, we are, that was the last day of our conference. And we actually come home and took a nap and I woke up and I said, I want to go watch the fireworks because I've just got a really weird feeling that it might be a while before we see them again. And so we had our nieces and nephews and we went and there was like, I mean, there was a ton of, um, ton of MVPs because our conference had just ended. So they had stayed and they were leaving the next day. And um, the crazy and, and embarrassing thing is the next day, my dad calls me up and he's like, oh my lands, did you see all those crazy people at Disney um, all clustered up? Like there's a virus out there. Cause see at this time, I mean, I know that there's something bad, but I'm still- yeah. It's, I hadn't, I hadn't absorbed it yet. And, and then he paused because I didn't, I didn't have a response. <laughs> he goes, you guys were there. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I know, but so anyway, so from being there um, and being shamed for my dad for being there on March the 15th, yeah. uh, and he never does stuff like that, but it was just kind of like, Ooh, yeah, that was, that was us. Um, but when it reopened in July, um, there was just something special about being there when it reopened. And I mean, and it was, the capacity was very low. Um, Disney did a good job at just kind of making sure they can manage the crowds. And, um, you know, there's just something special about being in there. And like I said, even if you don't ride the rides or you don't, um, just being there and walking around, hearing the music, um, seeing the cast members, you know, it's so nice because a lot of cast members, their jobs, you know, were, were terminated, they were furloughed or, or laid off. And so it was just nice to see that they had a, their jobs back and, um, yeah. and, you know, just, and just hoping that this goes well. I mean, you know, none of us know what the outcome is going to be, but I do trust Disney in that, you know, I knew, I know that they have a lot of people that, that are much smarter than I am that know how to, to, to navigate through these hard times. Yeah. So you've been through, you've been doing this a long time. You've been a Disney lady since the beginning. If you could go on one last Disney trip and you had 24 hours, what would you do? 
Oh, I think I, I this is going to sound crazy, but I think it would be on a cruise ship and I think it would be at Castaway Key. There's just something uh, special about that island. It's, it's Disney, but it's paradise all in one. So I think that I would just spend that 24 hours like on the ship and then and then finishing it off at Castaway Key. Nice. Nice. So Jamie, I wrap up every podcast with two questions. Okay. And the first question is, is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And then the second one is if you could leave a note to all the customer experience or customer service professionals, and it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8am, what would it say? Okay. Repeat. Okay. The first one, you've got me stumped because I am not a huge book reader. I mean, the books that I have read, um, there, there was a book, but I'm going to have to have you repeat the second one, but I'll answer yep. the first one. Yep. So um, there was a book and like I said, I'm not a huge reader, but you know, I've read, of course, all of Dan's books and Dr. Goldsby books and, and I apply all of those. Um, but there was a book that we were flying. Um, it was when things reopened and we were flying down to Mexico and I was just kind of having a really hard time. And, um, you know, we were just kind of dealing with a lot of things. And uh, I stopped in one of the little kiosks and I, I got a book and it's, I believe it's running with your head down. Um, I, I may have to look that up. And if I'm wrong, then you can kind of put a little blurb that, that I have, it, that I had it wrong. Yep. But it was about a guy that like his story was very similar to mine. He, he, he started this softball league and it was just kind of by accident, you know, kind of like how we started MVP and it was just by accident. And the challenges that he had in this book, I mean, it was as if I wrote this book. I mean, and, and just like play by play, these things mm. are happening. So I read that and, um, and that changed my mindset. And I would say that was probably in June or July that I read that I could, I could be off on my time a little bit. Um, but it helped me to know that I'm not the only one that, that has these feelings of, am I doing a good job? Um, you know, and you, you have so many other outside factors that, that are just kind of uh, coming at you. And so for me, it, it really didn't have things to apply, but it just uh, made me say, you know what, I'm, I am doing a, an okay job and it's okay to do an okay job. And as long as you're doing your best, that's really all um, that, that we can, you know, I mean, that's all I can do. So I would say, you know, outside of Dr. Goldsby or Dan or even Lee Cockrell's books, that would be um, a non-Disney book that, that I think really kind of changed my mindset. Okay, so when you asked the first one, I kind of panicked a little bit because like <laughs> I said, I'm like, oh my, like I, I surely, like I've read stuff, but I couldn't, like, I, I just kind of panicked there. Yep, so, so the second one, question. yep, it says, if, if you could leave a note to all the customer service or customer experience professionals, and it's going to hit everybody's desk okay. Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say? Um, it would say treat everybody like you would like to be treated. Put yourself on the other side of the phone and just be kind because uh, the people on the other end may be having a bad day and you may be the only light of sunshine that they see. So uh, treat them kind and bring some magic to their life. I love that. Um, what is the best way? So somebody wants to to book a trip and they're saying, man, this MVP sounds uh, pretty amazing. I want to start getting in front of uh, Disney again. I've never taken a trip. I don't know what to do next. How do people get a hold of MVP? Well, our website is www.magicalvacationplanner.com. 
Um, but an easy way to uh, find an agent is if you're on like Facebook, just put magical vacation planner by and then somebody that way it's just somebody will pop up. And so um, and then just look and see what they're saying. What are they saying on their 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 page? What are they um you know, are they, are they updating, you know, is the last time they posted something in March, if it is, then that may not be like, go to the next one. So, you know, look to see who's actively educating uh, their people from their pages. Uh, we, you know, if, if you want to call the office, you could, and we can direct you to somebody. But a lot of times, if you just search that on Facebook, you're going to, the right person will, will come to you. So sounds great, Jamie, I, I really appreciate your time and I wish you the best of luck here in 21. Uh, Thank you, Nick. And it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.